episode of FPL Amateurs of Oz podcast. On deck tonight is Damo, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Good, good to be back, man. Good to be back. I enjoyed the uh, being a listener to the the pod last week, and uh, yeah, loved uh, loved uh, D ten and <laughs> and the, the segments that you guys had. So yeah, looking forward to um, uh, this week. No, it's good, Ward. Um, to be fair, Damo should be a listener every week, mate. Um, it's part of your <laughs> co-host duties, mate. Um, we might uh, also introduce a guest tonight from sunny England. Uh, Reedy, mate, how are you? Yeah, I'm going well there, uh, Quentin. Cheers. And uh, it's great to, to get on the podcast. I've, I've been a, a listener for quite some time now and I love the um, I love some of the some of the banter that you have with the you know, demo and uh, widen each other up and obviously the guests that you get on as well. So, uh, yeah, fantastic to be on, but I'm doing doing well. Nah, it's good. Yeah, now we have some decent band, especially when I'm the smallest club in Manchester and Damo's the smallest club in London. So it's always like <laughs> a bit of banner. <laughs> um, <laughs> we might touch on how game weeks went or so far anyway. So at the moment, I'm sitting on 47 points. Uh, with Mount, James, Ronaldo and Silva still to play. So not too bad of a week. Could have been worse. But um, hopefully these last few uh, players are going to have some decent returns. Um, I sort of decent performance this week. It has been Ronaldo and Smichael, both, you know, decent returns. And I'm banking on Ronaldo to sort of to top that up a little bit, maybe get a goal again on Friday. So pretty pumped to see. Um, obviously, they've got Mount captain. So it'll be interesting. Hopefully, you know, we still win the match, but I wouldn't mind seeing Mount score a goal or two. I'm in a tough position there. But um, my rank sort of started at 37K, so I've dropped back to about 42K at the moment. So mainly probably just not owning Saka that sort of cost me a little bit. But hopefully with the few players left, I sort of might jump back up again. Um, how about you, Damo? How'd you go this week? Yeah, so uh, I am sitting on... Uh, 51 points. So I took a minus eight, and but I've activated, I activated my triple captain. So I put it on Werner. So um, haven't really gotten any results just yet from him, obviously blanked, but uh, uh, all eyes are on the Man United game. I think I feel like he may score a brace in that game and just prop me up a little bit. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so for me uh, at the moment, uh, I have uh, the three Chelsea assets to still play. So Werner, who's my triple captain, Mount and James. And I'm hoping all reports are that James will hopefully be back. I know he's training and, uh, yeah, so I um, hope that that's the case. Uh, yeah, so obviously the, the, my stars at the moment being uh, Pope and Saka, so... Uh, and hoping Saka's okay. I know he um, went down with an injury uh, late. So, um, yeah, so at the moment sort of hovering around the 220 mark, in, uh, 220K mark in terms of rank. Yeah, uh, yeah and with uh, with a good Chelsea result, uh, that may propel me to um, uh, in the 100,000s, which will be nice. Yeah, no, it'd be nice. I think um, Werner's probably a bit unlucky because he did have a few decent chances. Yeah, <laughs> very unlucky. Uh, how'd you go this week, Reddy? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um, I'm on 50, 54 points at the moment. Um, I did take a minus eight, though. Um, so I brought in Mount, um, Pookie and Luis Diaz. Um, so, yeah, you know, you could call it that I'm actually on... 46 instead um, 
But yeah, no, so no, I still got hear that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so fifty-four as it stands. But um, I've got Mount to play tonight. He's my captain, um, so I'm hoping that you know, unfortunately, Quentin that uh, he uh, he delivers and, and gets a decent score. That'd be nice. Um, and then Rudiger as well. You know, there's a question mark over whether he'll be playing. Uh, he is back in training, but I don't know if he's on the same sort of level as uh, Reese James at the moment in terms of returning to full fitness or match fitness. I'm hoping he is, because that'd be nice to potentially get a clean sheet or maybe an assist. Um, but yeah, my stars, well, my, my kind of key players of the week were, were Pope, uh, similar to, to Demo there. It's nice to finally get a clean sheet from him because I, I have trusted in him for quite a while um, and kept hold of him. So yeah, him, Saka as well. And uh, VVD getting a sort of a clean sheet and a bonus point, so they they were my best players so far this week. No, those transfers are good. I like the the Diaz transfer, and I thought he actually had a decent game. Probably could have finished on a few more points as well. Yeah, it was unlucky. I mean, he did get that assist, which was acrobatic uh, assist. Uh, I think he was going for goal, to be honest with you. But he just thought, you know what? We'll put it on the legend uh, Divock Origi's head and uh, make him the star of the show. So yeah, he, could, he definitely could have had more. On a, I brought him in. Obviously, most people have got Trent and Robbo, um, but I've just gone for a bit of a differential pick towards the end of the season and brought Diaz in. So I'm hoping he can um, bring me some good luck towards uh, this last uh, last few game weeks. He um, should have got an extra couple of points for that bring down as well. I just think that was absolutely filthy. So. Oh God, we're talking about D10 and his razzling and whatnot. That's uh, that ticks the box for me certainly. Um, the way he took it down, not only that, but the, to then take the ball in his stride and go past. You know, I know it's uh, Seamus Coleman, so he's not the fastest fullback. But the way he's just kind of done that, we need some of that SA, what I like to call SA sauce in the Premier League. Um, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just so good to see. Um, unfortunately, James Rodriguez couldn't do the sort of the same same sort of thing for Everton, but. Uh, we'll not talk about that too much, I'm guessing. But um, yeah, my flops kind of for the week. Timo Puki, Harry Kane, both two-pointers. Not the best, eh, boys? But, um, you know, we move forward and hopefully those two can, can smash it in the uh, next few game weeks. Yeah, no, it only takes one week for the poopy party to turn into the Pookie party. So <laughs> wouldn't be uh, too disappointed, mate. <laughs> uh, we might get on to our podcast league. So first place we've got... Um, Tom Davies sitting on 23.86, so he's uncertain the planner uh, this week at the moment um, as they stand. And then Arigi Minimani Moe sitting second place on 2,364 points. And then the planner ran out top three on 23.47. So I'm sitting a fair bit behind in 12th on 22.43. And Damo, you're languishing uh, in the pits of the league, uh, 21.36, mate. So... I mean, you've, you are cutting back a bit of a, a distance, but, um, yeah, I don't think either of us are going to be truly troubling that top three anytime soon. No, it doesn't look like it. Um, for anyone that hasn't joined our league, feel free to join. Uh, the league is RBRN99. So, Reedy, I'm not sure whether you're in there, but if you aren't in there, mate, feel free to jump in and um, see if you can at least beat me and Damo, mate, because the, the three at the top, they're a high flying at the moment. Yeah, I, I am in the league, boys. Uh, I think I've been in there for, for quite a while, maybe the beginning of the season, to be <laughs> fair. But I am uh, I am sat in 30th at the moment. Um, I'm on two, two, one, three, four points sort of overall, and I'm very similar position to you, Damo, in uh, 222, uh, 224K, should I say. Um, I, I had a long slog and a battle to try and get into that 100K 
uh, that top 100k, but it just wasn't to be, and I fell down in the ranks. But yeah, 30th on a red arrow at the moment, currently in the league. Um, I'm hoping tonight changes things, and I can maybe move into, um, you know, the the top 20, should I say? Um, but yeah, what? No, from, from I've got no sort of um, no doubt that I will be touching that top three. Those guys are they're absolutely smashing it. Yeah, no, I think I was there for about three weeks. It was really nice, but I'm back to where I belong now. <laughs> um, we might get into our game reviews for this week. So we'll start with uh, Arsenal 3-1 win to Man United. Um, before I touch on um, a couple of players, I said it was Arsenal come out of the gates pretty fast in this game, all pretty slow from the start, and a few defensive lapses saw us 4-2-0 down pretty much in the first 20 minutes. So I thought... Once Ronaldo scored his goal, we kind of started to sort of get on top of him a bit and then went for half time and come out, you know, I thought we were probably the better side in the second half as well. But obviously, just couldn't take our chances. Um, I was a bit filthy for a couple of decisions. I sort of thought United probably should have had a pen there with the handball. I'm not sure whether you guys saw it at all, but, you know, you'd think 80% of the time that gets given a pen because when you're changing the sort of, I guess the roll of the ball, the flight of the ball with your arm, whether it's deliberate or accident, I feel like, you know, in a goal scoring position, it should be caught a pen. I'm not sure. Did you see it at all, Damo? Oh, what was that? The, uh, I think, uh, uh, was it Kanate? Who was the fullback that sort of slipped on the ball and he kind of used his arm and um, moved? Him it was Cedric, 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 I think. Cedric, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Cedric. Sorry. I was thinking of, uh, Bloody Liverpool for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I think, what was it? Oh, the the goal at the end there where the play was in front of De Gea and um, he was offside, which is usually an obstruction, but for some reason uh, not this week. <laughs> so it's a couple of things that I was a bit filthy as a Man United supporter, but it is what it is. But um, might just touch on Ronaldo. Had three shots, one goal, had two big chances created. So... Pretty much everything in attack was running through Ronaldo and, you know, a couple of pieces of poor finishing from, you know, the likes of Bruno missing the penalty as well. So, you know, just a couple of things there which, you know, most weeks you'd think we'd finish him, but um, just this week just wasn't on. And sort of Saka, he was just on fire, just had five shots, got the goal, but just, you know, very nearly could have had one or two goals as well. So... I was lucky as a non-Saka owner that he only scored the one goal because it could have been very, very uh, ugly for myself. But outside that, didn't really uh, look at too much else, mate. Uh, what about you, Damo? Yeah, so for me, uh, obviously Saka um, did some really good things. Um, he'll be a great asset for the rest of the season, including, uh, including the double in 36. Uh, that's if he's not injured. I know he came off. I'm not sure how severe the injury is, so... Um, hopefully not too severe at all. He'll be uh, back and firing in terms of the double. Um, in terms of Man United, they, look, they've got they've got a pretty good run. My only concern is obviously they're blanking game week 37. I think Liverpool blanking game week 37 as well. So you don't – I know we're probably going to be having two or three Liverpool players in our sides – um, you don't want too many more that blank um, in that sort of game week 37 or you're going to um, – that's if you don't have chips. If you've got chips, it's a different story. But um, if you, you know, don't have a free hit or, you know, you don't have your wild card, it's going to be pretty hard to um, really plan for that game week 37 and you might hamstring, hamstring yourself. 
if you have too many of uh, sort of Liverpool and Man United. Um, yeah, so for, for me, uh, Man, you're almost in sort of holiday mode there. Um, for anyone that sort of listens that, that are uh, with an AFL analogy, and not really recently, but uh, back, you know, back in the, in the day where, you know, Melbourne, uh, the Melbourne players already booked their, uh, their ski holiday in July, you know, so, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so for me, you know, there's, there's doubts on their players, you know, that uh, they still have, you know, players like Maguire in the side. So uh, for me, it's a, it's a massive no. Mate, Maguire's on the bench, mate. He's not a part of the squad, mate. Yeah, I know, I know. I actually love, I actually love the fact that he, that he said he's, you know, his coach backs him. And then he was benched the very next the, the very next day. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um it reminded me of um the Space Jam where Maguire stole the powers from Tellers and Tellers turned into a hopeless defender. So just hope that um yeah, something happens there. What about you, Reedy? Is there anyone that you're looking at from either these sides, mate, or the match? Uh, well I currently own uh, own Saka, so uh, so I definitely hope that he's gonna be ready. Uh, for game week, uh, game week thirty-five, it'd be nice to see him play against uh, your team, Damo West Ham. You know, certainly with with Europe and, and so on being the focus for West Ham. You know, you never know that they'll be looking at you know potentially some injuries or just resting players generally. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed that sort of soccer hall. Um, and kind of the general thoughts on on the game was, um, you know, United were were very much in the game. Um, yeah, Arsenal started really well, um, but I do feel like um, I do feel like that penalty miss from Fernandez was was really really was a key part in the game. And yeah. why Ronaldo wasn't taking the penalty, I really don't know because I think from what I know from watching the games this season, especially seeing United games, is that I thought they'd already established that. Bruno wasn't the penalty taker anymore after he missed one earlier in the season. It seemed to be that Ronaldo was the man. Um, so yeah, so I think I think if that was Ronaldo on that, I think he'd have scored, and I think it would have been two-two then. And you never know how the game would have would have panned out. But um, but there's no stopping Shaka's goal. I mean, that guy's normally uh, one of the worst players on the pitch, but you've got to take your hat off to him and and say that was an absolute um, rocket of goal. Mate, really, to be mate. He he's either getting red carded or he's just scoring bombs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's either or. Did uh, Bruno write a uh, four-page Instagram post again about missing the penalty? Um, <laughs> no, he, he, got, he got in touch with Jorginho and he said, listen, listen, George, uh, that tip you give me on how to take penalties, it's a load of rubbish, it doesn't work. Um, and as we've seen, uh, which I'm sure we'll mention, Jorginho had a, a bit of a nightmare himself, um, So, uh, which you were probably happy to see, Demo, but we know what happened after that, so we won't. We'll, we'll get on to that one, I'm sure. I'm sure. But as I say, in regards to to Arsenal and players, Saka's the one I've got, so I'm going to keep him, um, and I may be looking in the future at Enketia, um if he holds his spot up top, just basically as an enabler, um, and because Arsenal have a double in 36 as well, so that's my plans for that one. No United players, no. I'm afraid. Uh, Quentin, I mean, I think if we're going to bring anyone in, it's going to be Ronaldo, but that means taking Kane out. And, um, you know, um, I think we know that United blank in 37. So yeah. it's probably a hold no, for Kane it's... as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think just to touch on the Bruno penalty, I'm pretty sure Bruno asked Ronaldo, and Ronaldo just said, yeah, no worries. So I oh, think. Oh, God. Yeah. 
But I saw after the penalty, I think there was a, a TikTok video where it showed Ronaldo going up to him after he missed and just patted him on the back and said, let's go. So, you know. Yeah, well, we all, seen what happened. we all seen what happened to the Oscars with Will Smith. So I'm, I'm guessing that may, <laughs> that may have happened in the changing rooms after between Ronaldo and Fernandez. But, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's just that's just rumours. Don't take my word on that. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he could have mistaken Maguire's head for a, a cell phone and just slapped the shit out of it. So, um, <laughs> we might head on to the next game, Damo. I might let you uh, talk about this one, mate, because you had a lot of invested interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so for mine, obviously, I know a couple of people were sort of asking on, on Twitter, you know, how we're going to line up and I was fairly confident we're going to rest a number of players in this in, in this game, which we did. Um, always for us is uh, our, our focus is on the Europa League game against um, Eintracht uh, Frankfurt uh, on um, for us Friday morning, uh, and yeah, so uh, insane that we almost we almost should have got a result in this game. Like we uh, we played a pretty much a second string side and almost did get the chocolates. Uh, uh, you know, we showed some flashes, uh, fl- flashes of brilliance, and uh, yeah, like the the Dawson red card, I think was a little bit harsh. Um, I did write in my notes it was a bit of a joke, but not so much a joke. But I think it was a little bit harsh. I think the yellow would have sufficed. Um, but yeah, so for us, it's just it's all eyes on Europa. Um, it's you know, it's, there's uh, essentially three games to go. Um, for us, if we if we can sort of get there and get over uh, Frankfurt, you know, there's um, you know there's the two games in Frankfurt and then potentially a final against um, uh, oh, potentially against the Rangers if they get there as well. So, uh, so in regards to FPL, I wouldn't be picking any West Ham players whatsoever. If you've got West Ham players in your side, I'd be I'd get rid of them for. Um, better options uh, in terms of players at double. Uh, in terms of Chelsea, uh, obviously for myself, James out um, hurt. Uh, that, uh, uh, yeah, so I uh, don't know. They said he was in or it was hamstring awareness, I think it was, not so much that he had an injury. So, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm hopeful that he'll be back playing um, against uh, Man United. So, and, and yeah, so Alonso is a really interesting one. I think he's pretty cheap. I think he's only 5.5, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I would have to say most of us are going to have you know, between two and three Chelsea players in our side um, between now and game week 38. So, and the most interesting ones being James, Alonso, Mountain, Werner for mine. Um, those are the ones you sort of should be targeting. Uh, yeah, so I'm not quite, I'm not quite too big on, uh, I've forgotten the other Germans, uh, Germans bloke. Were the um, one, uh, Havertz, Havertz. Is yeah. he German? I know he played yeah, in no, German he, league. <laughs> um but yeah, so <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep that one to ourselves, uh, Reedy. <laughs> Reedy's, oh. Reedy's just put something in the chat and just made me crack up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so for me, you know, those are the ones you should really be targeting. Um, but I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't begrudge anyone that uh, wanted to have habits in their side because he's still a he's still a decent option. 
No, hundred percent. It was <clears throat> it was uh, disappointing to see old Infinity Infinity Stone Antonio not playing, <laughs> but um, you know he can't play six hundred and twenty games a season, so good to see him get a rest. Um, I just thought I might touch on the Verner. He had um three decent chances. Probably should have scored at least one of them. I thought Mount also had a couple of chances as well. So I think people that do own them, I probably wouldn't be panicking too much because they do play us on a Friday morning. So. You know, plenty of time for redemption for your Chelsea assets. And, um, yeah, fully agree with you, um, Damo, about West Ham. I sort of I did have a little interest in uh, Bowen. But, um, yeah, after this game, just, yeah, he's gonna be put. Away. He's going to be put on ice just for the Europa games. Like, we've – I think – I think um, we're – without sort of sounding – you know, I'm going to be probably sounding like a Man United supporter here, but I think the conference, I think the conference league is after what we've achieved this season. I think the conference league um, will, will feel like it's a little bit beneath us. So for for my for mine, I think it's it's winning Europa and getting into Champions League or bust. Yeah, no, so, that's fair. Yeah, no. That's fair. No, we're we're probably happy to be in the conference league, to be honest, mate. We haven't won it yet, so just gotta, you know, it's like Pokemon, mate. Got to catch them all, so we get all the trophies, mate. Um, what about you, Reedy? Is there anyone that you looked at for this game, mate? Um, I think you know everyone's um, everyone's aware that Chelsea assets are kind of on the menu at the moment, and um, you know, from looking at the game highlights, I think it was a fairly even game. Um, I do agree to stay away from West Ham players, you know, because of um, Europe for them. It's uh, it's clearly more important this season. But um, you know, from from a game point of view, from what I see, Mount had some um, some really good good chances. He's in some good positions and whatnot. Um, he just needs to get a bit of luck, get a bit of luck, I should say, and um, see if he can hit the back of the net tonight. But other than that, really, I think the likes of Alonso, if you haven't really. You know, got him. He looks really good at the moment. Yeah, he's not great defensively, but I think at this stage in the season, people are just bothered about his attacking returns. And you know, he um, he certainly did that on uh, on the, on their game uh, against West Ham. West Ham weren't too bad, considering it was a rotational side. You know, um, a lot of changes in there. I thought they did pretty well. They probably went there just to get the point, to be honest. But they did have a couple of chances. Um, but that's it. That's it, really, from a Chelsea point of view. I mean, the only other asset really is. I think the obvious ones have it, um, but people might be bringing in the likes of Werner. But it's just a case of um, whether his price puts you off as a, as a forward if you've got the likes of Ronaldo or Kane already and things like that. Um, but yeah. I think uh, I think Timo Werner's looked looked like he could be, you know, maybe the player that Chelsea bought. Um, actually, actually, you know, when the scouts went and looked at him and thought this guy's this guy's brilliant, and turned up uh, and he was a bit of a wet lettuce instead. Uh, so yeah, he looks like he, he could be involved in some of the goals, but um, that's about it, really. You've, you guys have probably uh, touched on most of the stuff, I'd say. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I sort of think that um, it's more just, I guess, your budget and um, yeah, pretty much who fits into your side out of you know all the players. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they do have. I think what Mount's probably the cheapest out of all of them at the moment, but. You know, I don't think Havertz is too much more expensive. And then, obviously, Werner up front, you've got, you know, multiple people that have got probably Ronaldo or Kane or, you know, both of them. I mean, if people do have both of them, they're absolutely crazy. But anyway. Uh, so next up, we've got Leicester and Avila. Sort of Leicester thought 
probably had the better chances in the first half. Um, came close to taking the lead off a Madison free kick, which, you know, I've mentioned on a couple of pods now that, you know, that's the upside of going Madison over Barnes is, you know, he, he does do the free kicks. He does get on set pieces. So came close with a nice free kick. Um, but outside that, there wasn't really a lot of chances in that first half. And I thought Villa in the second half had come out and they were probably the better side. Uh, Watkins, you know, getting a few half chances there. Um, but I still think, and I know Barnes got the return last week, um, but I still think Madison is probably the best option from Leicester City at the moment. And I think possibly if you're wanting to go the double up, I think Schmeichel in goals is probably, you know, the best sex, second option. But if you want to do the triple up, I could definitely see Barnes as, you know, a good third option. But outside that, Villa do have the double coming up, but it's just hard to trust them at the moment because they just they're just not consistent each week they might be good one week but then bad the next week so you know it's probably someone on my watch list to look at sort of Watkins or Coutinho um and just sort of see whether I can see a bit of consistency before obviously they double so I can you know make a more informed decision but outside that not really looking at anyone else mate what about you Demo? Yeah so for mine, um, obviously with Leicester having the, I think they got a double double, haven't they? It's game week thirty five, thirty six. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for for mine, you know, players like Schmeichel, Maddo, um, you know, they they're some really good options, and like they've done it sort of all season. Uh, some of the some of Leicester's um, defensive options are pretty enticing. Um, you know, so into Fafana, Justin, they're all below 4.9 million. So they're sort of affordable and achievable in terms of um, getting those players. Uh, For Villa, uh, who also have the double-doubles, they're they're actually two teams that are quite uh, interesting uh, moving forward and in terms of having their assets. Um, You know, Coutinho, Coutinho hasn't really done it lately, but he's um, a decent option. I think cash is where... uh, where where I think that um, he'll be a pretty decent option down the back. I think he's still 5.2, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then, obviously, Watkins uh, is, you know, he's shown patches uh, throughout the season. So, yeah, that's so that's that's uh, for mine. How about uh, how about yourself, Reedy? Um, yeah, definitely got to consider, you know, Villa players and Leicester players. Um, both have doubles in, in 36 and 37. Um, more more notably, the fixtures um, of Leicester v Everton um, and Norwich in 36, two home fixtures for Leicester. Uh, Leicester, sorry, um, and you know Villa have got Burnley away, and then Liverpool at home. I think um, it's a lot trickier for them because you look at how Burnley have played lately. You know they're looking like Prime Man United back in 1992. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> so you, you know. Um, it's difficult for them. I mean, if you're going to look at anyone, it is going to be the likes of Coutinho, Watkins, maybe even Cash. But, you know, from a Villa defence point of view, um, can you see them conceding um, with some of the games, the way they've played this season? You probably could see Burnley scoring and even then Liverpool, of course. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, personally, Villa's more of a case of 37 I'm looking at rather than 36 because they've got two home fixtures against Palace and against uh, Burnley. Um, but yeah, from a Leicester point of view, 
Um, you know, great fixtures in 36, as I've mentioned. And then in 37, uh, they've got Watford away, who we all know what they're like this season. And then funnily enough, they play Villa, uh, sorry, they play Burnley again um, in their second fixture in that 37. So that's the one I'm aiming towards. And in regards to the, you know, how the game went the other day between the two, there wasn't much there, was there? Um, there was a few chances. Um, and as you said, Quentin, better half less than the first and, and better half of Villa in the second, really. So, yeah, Coutinho as well, I think, just to just to mention him. Um, you know, I think it's it's well known that he plays better at home. Um, you know, so out of the five fixtures they've got, um, you know, they've, they've basically got, I think, is it three home games? Um, you know, albeit ones yeah. against Liverpool. Um, but, He's a better better return in 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 the home fixtures, and not only that, he's still seven million at the moment, so he's dropped down nicely to be able to you know probably afford him and get him into your teams if you if you're looking at that. You know, me personally, I've got Mount and I've got Kulikovsky, you know, amongst Salah, Diaz, and uh, Saka. So the two Liverpool guys and Saka are going to stay. So you know, it's a case of me really a toss up, do a take out, you know, Mount and Kulikovsky, whether it's both or one. You know, I've got to make a decision there on whether I'll bring in Madison or. Or uh, Coutinho, and if I'm being honest, Coutinho is probably the more appealing one with Villa not having Europe, um, you know, Madison potentially rotating or getting injured. So that's how I kind of sit on it, and, and, and yeah, how I lie moving forward. Yeah, no, I sort of, I'm probably looking at maybe Madison to maybe a Coutinho because I, I think the the 37 double for Leicester is probably the worst out of their doubles. So um, it's probably the Maybe something I'd do, but yeah, it's it's a hard predicament I'm in as well because you don't really want to get Kulicheski out, and then you don't really want to get Salary out. You don't want to get Diaz out, so mm. yeah, it's got to be one of those things where it might be worth maybe looking at Watkins. But then again, it just Villa's just frustrating at the moment. They just they look really good one week, and then you get excited, and then the next week they just yeah just yeah. don't look great. I think I think for me though, having Kulikovsky, I know you said uh, Quentin about taking him out. Um, if you look. If you look at his um, his returns over the last what three game weeks is it I think now um, yeah. what's he on his last recent game week he got he got three then he got two um, that was uh, the the one against Villa the four nil is when he when he doubled he got uh, he got a twelve and then before that he got six two six obviously he was ticking along quite nicely um, but I've got Kane at the moment so for me um, Kulikovsky is the candidate to kind of come out. Uh, with basically Madison and, and Coutinho having the doubles. I mean, I think if you're going to do anything, you're going to make the Coutinho move, you know, to get ahead yeah. of people. It could be an idea to bring him in this week. If if there's no other fires to put out in your teams, you know, bringing him in, bring him in early, nice fixture against Norwich, uh, you know, could could well haul in that one. And then basically people are going to be jumping on him a week later because obviously they're thinking, oh, well, this guy, we've got to bring him in now. So, uh, yes, definitely one to look out for for this week against Norwich, that's for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. We might get on to the next game, which is Man City and Watford. Um, Damo, what would you take out of this match? Yeah, so for me, obviously Man City is going to be really relevant given their confirmed double in game week 36 now. Uh, so from what uh, you know, I can see in, that, in this game and uh, in terms of um, Man City, you know, Laporte, um, I think, you know, he's a good one to bring in. He's cheap enough that he's not going to hurt you. If you haven't got Cancelo, he's going to be pretty hard to get in. Um, I think he's 7.1 at the moment. Uh, yeah. And especially, you know, like, 
you know, we all want to be getting in, uh, you know, Liverpool assets and, like, obviously, you know, most of us still have TAA, you know, Robbo, um, you know, a few others sort of thing. It might, the play might be to bring in a Laporte over a Cancelo. Uh, I know that might not be the uh, consensus, but, uh, yeah, just sort of my take on that. Um uh, for me, you know, KDB just keeps doing KDB things. He, um, he's just a good player. You know, like he, I wouldn't be surprised if um, I believe so, uh, who did they play Wolves and who else? No, I think it might be Norwich. I'll double check. Pretty, yeah, I think it may be Norwich and Wolves. So if you still got your triple captaincy uh, chip, uh, you know, it might be worth putting it on KDB in. Um, in that uh, double game week uh, because that's, you know, the two very, very tasty uh, fixtures. No, Newcastle uh, Wall, sorry. Was, oh, yeah, Newcastle Well, Newcastle, I think, have already um, – they is it, they can't get relegated. If no, I'm they mistaken. can't. No, I think they're yeah, too far. Yeah, so I think they're too far, uh, too far up now. Uh, if, if I'm actually not mistaken, if Wolves keep losing games, Newcastle can – I think Newcastle could potentially pip them if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, which um, uh, is a – I'm just having a look at the table now just to see where Newcastle are at. Uh, so Newcastle are sitting in ninth on 43 and Wolves are sitting uh, in eighth and 49. So not pro- – not, not, it's improbable, but um, if, uh, you know, if Wolves lose uh, their next couple of games and Newcastle win a few – uh, they could pip them for for eighth spot, which is uh, remarkable given that you know Newcastle have been in and out of the relegation zone pretty much all season. No, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. So my only question, and I, I really can't answer this, and I'm, I'm hoping you can put some perspective on it. Um, Q, uh, uh, Jesus, is he an option at all? Like. Uh, He's their only recognised striker. I know he hasn't been playing much, but he hauled over the, you know, he hauled um, in the last uh, game. Is he an option? Like, um, I'm not sort of going to talk much about Watford because, um, yeah, they. I think other than Dennis, there's not too many I would look at. But, yeah, what's your take no. on that? Um quickly touch on Watford. I think yeah. um, the only other player I'd probably look at is maybe Kamara. Um, who mm-hmm. got a goal on the weekend. But, yeah, no, I'm not really interested in Watford. I'm probably won't be bringing anyone in. But I think uh, Jesus is kind of similar to the Werner where it's that price point where it's not it's not cheap, it's not heaps expensive, but it's an awkward pricing where you're going to have to downgrade from somebody and take money out of somewhere to sort of – sit in that awkward price range up front. But I think if you do are wanting to buy into City, because he has played over the season, I think he's played consistently. Maybe the last few weeks he hasn't. But, you know, from what I've seen on the weekend, I might just quickly touch on now, like had six shots, four goals, three key passes, one big chance created, uh, won a penalty and had 67 touches. So, you know, those are massive numbers and very easily could have had, you know, more goals as well. So I think he could be an option, to be honest. It's it's just trying to look at it, um, how your team's set up. Um, hold on. Um, yeah, how your team's set up because if you 
can't get to KDB and you can't really get to a Mares or a Foden, you know, you might try go the differential route and go the sort of Jesus instead. But for me, it's probably KDB. I'm sort of looking at Bernardo Silva. So I don't know. I guess it's just going to be what suits your team most. I've sort of got my sort of set up at the front, which is probably going to be Kane and possibly Ivan Tony for the last three weeks of the season. So I probably might have to go without Jesus. But, yeah, outside that, I sort of thought <coughs> you spoke about Kinsella and Laporte. I just think that um, it's frustrating being a Kinsella owner because he does so much in a game, but it just doesn't translate to FPL points. So, you know, I wouldn't begrudge anyone going Laporte over Cancelo, but I just think Cancelo's due. He's just it's going to be one of those games where you could actually get a goal or two goals and an assist or something like that and just have a massive return. But outside that, really looking at anyone else. Um, what about you, Reedy? You anyone um, you like from... Uh, well, funnily enough, I've not actually got any City players in my team at the moment. Um, I had an absolute shocker with my uh, my wild card that I played in game week 26, I think it was now. Um, you know, and for my sins, I took out uh, took out Trent. Um, oh, it was was it? No, oh, no, it wasn't twenty six. Sorry, it was twenty eight. I mean, I played my wild card. I got eighty points, albeit because I put in uh, Reese James that week, um, and he hauled and got his eighteen points. But you know, obviously, from a long term point of view, you know, taking out Cancelo um, maybe wasn't the best idea. Um, but yeah, I've definitely got one eye on bringing him back in um, I think that game against Watford for City was always going to be an easy one let's be honest um, but just you know no one expected Gabriel Jesus to turn up and um, become uh, prime Mbappe so you know uh, that was the thing with him is is this season yeah he started in the Champions League last night against Madrid got himself a goal and he's, I rate him I think he is a good player um, he apparently has said that he's, he doesn't like playing as a striker he does prefer prefer to play as more of a wired man um, and you hit the nail on the head there Quentin in regards to his price point that he is at that awkward price um, most people you know do have your canes and you know some people even have Antonio for whatever reason um, in their <laughs> no, teams and stuff him, yeah. yeah so it, it, it really is a, a difficult one and from a City perspective I think you know, with the double now being announced in 30, uh, 36, Newcastle at home and Wolves away, you know, people are going to be looking at the likes of KDB, uh, Foden, Cancelo, obviously, if they haven't already got him. Got him. Uh, Laporte is another one. Diaz is back now is another one to consider. So there's many, uh, many options really to choose from. But for me personally, you know, I am looking at probably Cancelo over everyone else really. He's just... Um, yeah, he's due something, and it's just going to be when when it happens. Um, and you'd hate to not be on it. I mean, if I'm going to yeah. going to pick a ge- if I'm going to pick a game, I think it's going to be Leeds this weekend. I think um, Leeds obviously got that nil nil against um, <clears throat> against uh, who was it they played the other day? Now I'm t- it must have been a thrall- enthralling game. It was Crystal Palace. It was actually, and um, yeah, where he got that draw, but. I just think that the, the form City are in now, albeit they conceded three against uh, Madrid last night, um, they're capable of scoring goals. And that's the problem you've got, is that if Leeds aren't on the best, I think City are going to go in big. And uh, Cancelo could well have a clean sheet. 
and uh, contribute as well. So, um, yeah, boys, if you've got him, which have either of you guys got Cancelo at the moment? Yeah, I've been afraid to take him out for the whole season, so I've just kept him in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's the thing. I think for me towards the, the back end of the season, you know, obviously we have team biases that come into it. You know, that wasn't the reason that I actually took him out, but... Um, you know, there's no denying that City's fixtures are easier than Liverpool's. We've said that for a while now. Um, and yeah. you just see that, you know, City have got that double, which you'd expect them to win. Um, or both them games, more or less. Um, but, you know, that, that 36 uh, is probably going to be, uh, or could be the title deciding uh, game week, if anything. So, yeah, City players, I'm afraid to say that, you know, you wouldn't definitely not, Think about bringing him in if you've if you've already got the likes of Cancelo. Can you fit a midfielder in, or can you even fit Gabriel Jesus in? I think Damo's licking his lips at the thought of Gabriel Jesus from what the way he's asking. He's he's sort of you can tell he's already toying with the idea of bringing him in, isn't he? Man, in his head, mate, Jesus walks on water, mate. So that's he's, that's all he's got in his head. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think just to touch on obviously, like you're not owning any city assets. It's kind of hard to own an asset because you just don't know who's going to play. Like, I think I had Mares. I brought him in on my wild card thinking, you know, I'll, you know, what a smart move. And I think he mm. didn't start for two straight games, so I got him out. And then I think after I got him out, he got his 15-point haul. Yeah, so. yeah. And that's the thing. It's it's we've, we've mentioned a couple of games here now, the likes of the Chelsea game and having any assets from them. And we've mentioned uh, the Leicester game, same again. They're in Europe, having any assets from them. And it's the same with City as well. You know, Pep might be, you know, Jesus might be the flavour at the moment for Pep. Um, And, you know, he's obviously showing that, you know, he's contributing to the team and he's chipping in. But all of a sudden, Pep just decides, you know what, I'm going to mix it up a bit. Um, Which, if anything, he could do it this week. This is is actually the week where he could rotate. They've got Leeds away. All right, Leeds did well against them last season, but it's not the same Leeds as last season. Um, But at the end of the day, he's got a Champions League game to think about, which... Is no by by no means over. Uh, you know, four three, got to go to Madrid. Ace, yeah. you'd certainly think he'd be resting players, but it's just who to who to who to work out who he's going to actually rest from an FPL point of view. So, you know, bring in Jesus, but all of a sudden you find he's benched and he's he's playing, um, you know, Grealish, Sterling, and Gundogan up top, and you know all this sort of stuff. So, uh, just got to be wary of that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I did. I spoke to Matt and D ten uh, would have been last week that. I've noticed when Mares just um, starts that Kinsella gets pushed more centrally in attack, so which is probably good for his shooting and stuff, but probably not good for um, his crossing and contribution that way because he he seems Mares really just sits wide, which then obviously has no space for Kinsella to overlap. So I think if you are looking yeah. at matches where Mares does play, Kinsella is probably going to be sitting higher and more centrally. So, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, I agree. Bit of downside as well, but well, we might get on to our next game, which was Norwich and Newcastle. <clears throat> I sort of won't touch on too much here. Just Joel Linton, it was actually good to see him, you know, score two goals because from where he was at the start of the season, a lot of fans, a lot of people, you know, wanting to, you know, get him out of town. But you know, the last probably ten weeks, he's just been a different, different player, and I think that has a lot to do with Eddie Howe. So. I thought um, Newcastle pretty much dominated this match for three quarters of it outside, obviously. Rashiga had a decent uh, free kick that almost went in. Um, Pookie had a couple of half chances, but I sort of thought Bruno 
Gamara's, even though he only got sort of that one goal, it was an absolute class finish. I think it was a bit of futsal in there. I was talking to D10. A lot of the stuff he did in that goal was pretty much, you know, what futsal players do. So he's just been absolute class the last few weeks. And I know when they signed him, you know, I was pretty excited. I looked up on YouTube just to sort of look at the highlights and, you know, top quality player. So I'd think their fixtures aren't the greatest heading home, so I'm probably not going to be looking at sort of anyone after sort of this week. But um, I think if you are wanting a bit of differential pick, I think um, Bruno or even maybe a St. Max might be worth taking a pun on. But, I mean, there's a few better options with better fixtures for my liking. But outside that, not really looking at anyone else. Maybe Pookie is a bit of an enabler, but, yeah, wouldn't be focusing too much. Um, what about you, Demo? Yeah, so... I think uh, similar to what you said, uh, in terms of like Norwich, it's it's a pass even with a double. Uh, Yeah, Uh, and in terms of Newcastle as well, uh, looking at Newcastle's fixtures, I think they're just too hard, um, too hard of fixtures. Newcastle have done what they need to do. Um, I think they've done enough to be safe now. And I can't, I can't see myself bringing in um, any players from either either side. To be honest with you, so uh, yeah, so like that, that's pretty much where I stand with it, with with that. Uh, is there anyone that you're looking at, ready from either of those sides, mate? I know you do have Pookie. Yeah, that's right. I've got Timo Pookie. Um, I brought him in with, with my minus eight uh, this week, um, just because I, I was sick of the sight of seeing la- lack of threat. Up top, doing nothing. <laughs> Obviously, going out for meals, whining and dining. Um, yeah, whining and dining, and not really bothered about about playing for Arsenal. Um, so, you know, do you know what though? From a footballing perspective and watching games, um, Newcastle have been absolutely brilliant lately. You know, you have got to say that. Um, yeah. Who'd have thought the likes of Dan Burn had change change the team so much and make them more solid at the back? And um, rightly so that that Jolington's getting praised because. That first goal he scored against Norwich was an absolute uh, belter, to be honest with you. The way he wrapped his foot around and uh, hit it with yeah. such power. Fantastic. But um, I agree with you, boys. Um, I'd like to say I don't, but you know what? Liverpool play Newcastle this weekend. So <laughs> so I'd like them to um, very nicely give us the win. Um, you know, that would be kind of them. But uh, I won't be bringing in any, any of their players for the running. That's for sure. No, 100%. wouldn't surprise if United buy Dan Byrne for $80 million after this season. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, tr- that's true. His head's <laughs> not as big, so you, you might get a bit knocked off, to be honest, um, you know, just because his head's not as big as Maguire's. <laughs> but, you know, um, at, this, at this rate, Harry Maguire's going to end up in the uh, in the championship if he's not careful. But, uh, but yeah, we won't talk about that too much, eh, Gwen? Yeah, no, I don't, don't want to uh, kick him in while he's down. Yeah. Um, I might touch on the next game, which is Brentford and Spurs. <clears throat> I just might say Ericsson and Tony have just been on another level together the last probably six to seven weeks, and this game then almost made Spurs pay um, with a couple of goals there. I sort of thought Ericsson's pretty much changed the way that um, attack is working. It's unlocked pretty much in Burmo, Tony, even um, Jansen on set pieces as well. So I think realistically I wouldn't be getting them in yet but from week 36 to uh, week 38 they've got three decent fixtures so I'd definitely be looking at targeting um, them then. Sort of Ericsson had three shots, four key passes, um, 
whip in some decent uh, decent set pieces as well. And Tony, you know, had five shots and two of them came off the post, so he just needed one more to get the trifecta for the crossbar challenge. So I thought he was very unlucky um, not to get a goal. And touching on Spurs, I just thought they were very disappointing. Probably the last two weeks their attack just hasn't been what it was um, or what we've seen the last probably two months. So I probably wouldn't stress too much because I, I could see Spurs coming good. I think it's just a bit of a, a little slump for a couple of weeks. So if you do have Sun on Kane, I'd definitely be keeping them in because they do have um, doubles coming up and some decent fixtures. But outside that, not too much to talk about. What about you, Damo? Yeah, so with Brentford, I agree with you. Um, if you need some sort of cheap players on the bench, they do have a good run from Gay Week 35. Uh, obviously, all single game weeks, they don't have any doubles. Um, with Spurs, uh, I think the way that, that I, I know I'm placed, I'm not sure about everyone else, but I, I think I'm going to keep one um, Spurs player in my side. So whether that's uh, uh, or from, for myself, it's Son, but, um, you know, whether that's Son or Kane for, for anyone else, I think it's good to keep one uh, Spurs player in, uh, but there's value elsewhere with all the double game weeks that are that are coming up. Um, yes, that's sort of where I stand with that, where I sit with that um, at the moment. Uh, I think y- you still sort of want one Spurs player in your side uh, just for that sort of a, a attacking prowess that they have, and um, they're still sort of chasing uh, a Champions League spot, so. Um, they're going to be competitive where in every game they play. No, hundred percent. What about you, Reed? Is there? Are you? You've got Kane at the moment, don't you? And Kulicheski. Yeah, that's right. So um, currently with Kane, um, who really is the, the guy I've been looking to over the last few weeks to to get me the points and so on, and it's just proved to be the wrong pick, really. And and Son's been that that person who's been hauling but um, it's an interesting one you know in, in regards to, to uh, Spurs going to Brentford I think it's been a tough tough place to go for a lot, of, a lot of the top teams this season we saw that Liverpool drew three all you know City didn't have it straightforward against them and um, you know fair play to Frank for, for doing the job he's done really and he's certainly uh, up there with um, potentially manager the uh, one of the managers of the season um, but I think you know to to go to sort of Brentford players and Spurs players and whether you want them in your teams, um, uh, Brentford don't double uh, from now to the end of the season, I don't think. Um, no. They've got some great fixtures, don't get me wrong. They're playing the likes of Southampton, who, as we know, as we know they love uh, a good hiding every now and then. So Brentford play them in uh, 36. Um, and then uh, Brentford have got Everton and Leeds last game of the season. So I think if you've got a Brentford player, if you've got the likes of Tony or even Ericsson, who's been fantastic, by the way, for them, such a key player um, this second half of the season, I think you, you do keep hold of them um, and, and you know look at whatever other doubles in your team you might want. Um, and as I say, for Spurs players, I've got Kane. Um, but you know what, boys? I am looking at actually taking them out. I know you're probably thinking that's a potential suicide mission, but... I don't know what it is. I think it's just a funds thing for me and a, and a case of what I've got in my team, my other fires. If I take him out, um, it'll give me a better chance to, you know, have uh, have actually actually have a defence because at the moment I'm sitting on Matt Doherty uh, and Livermento who are out for the season. So 
um, those guys aren't going to be included. That leaves me with Van Dijk, Rudiger and Aitonori. And uh, Aitonori's rotational for Wolves, that then that leads me down to two defenders, which really is just, yeah, it's not great at all. So Kane might be my um, cash cow, as you like to call it, to get me uh, to get me the players I need for the uh, for the doubles. I think as well as that, I nah. mean, to be honest with you, uh, you know, Spurs have got uh, Liverpool in um, in thirty six, and then uh, and then they play Arsenal as well. I expect Kane to score. You know, he's going to score in at least one of them fixtures. Um, but hopefully yeah. it's only only the one goal, and then it won't do, do too much damage to me. But yeah, that's about it really. Other than the likes of Son and maybe Kulikovsky in, in people's teams, you know, there's not really much else that you'd want to bring in from a Spurs point of view. No, hundred percent. I sort of am looking at maybe Emerson Royal as a bit of sort of enabler, downgrading. I think I've got uh, Doherty and Target, so I'm going to have to sort of downgrade. One of them, and possibly maybe Thiago Silva, just going down from him. So, yeah, I had a look. I had a look at that option in regards to you know I'm going to play around with my team and seeing what players I bring in. And I had one spot left, and it was actually the defender spot. So I thought, you know what? Rather than looking in the list as you do, you know, you're looking at prices and who's got sort of good form and so on. Um, I just auto picked, and uh, it brought in Emerson Royal. So, so yeah, it's that's what I mean. It could be a sign, but. Um, it could also be a demolition job, and Spurs uh, could end up conceding loads of loads of uh, goals. But that's about it. As I say, from a Spurs point of view, yeah, they've got the double. It is still interesting. Don't get me wrong, especially from a back end of the season when they've got those uh, nice fixtures in thirty-seven Burnley at home, and then thirty-eight. I think they've got uh, Norwich, isn't it? So yeah. it depends how many of those Spurs players are going to be on the beach by then. You know what I mean? It's uh, it all comes down to that. Uh, it all comes down to, you know, this weekend, of course, if Spurs manage to beat Leicester and then 36, yeah. that's two massive games for them and if they're going to get the top four or not. So, yeah. No, 100%. Well, we might get into our next game, which is Brighton and Southampton. Um, I thought Brighton were just relentless and Denny Welbeck was turning the clock back and just going on an absolute haul up front, you know. Um, didn't obviously get a massive amount of goals, but, you know, it was probably unlucky not to score. You know, I thought he was the focal point in attack, uh, created a few chances, and he had the four shots, two big chances missed, and one goal. So I thought he was probably their go forward. Trossard, you know, had a couple of half chances, but I thought um, defensively Southampton just looked very shaky. You know, that's good signs for um, teams that have Southampton on the run home because their defense just doesn't look the same. I'm not sure whether it's the Livermento missing or. Yeah, I'm just not sure what's going on there, but just lately their defense has just looked absolutely horrible. So Ward Prowse kept him in the game with two awesome goals. One of them was from an absolute world of a free kick, and you know he's almost got a better chance of scoring a free kick than just kick uh, scoring from in play. So he's just you know probably got the best strike on him in the Premier League at the moment for free kicks. Uh, I thought Southampton looked a bit better in the second half, but still just at the back, they just looked real leaky and looked like they were going to concede again. So I don't really have any interest from either side, but I'm just maybe targeting Southampton now with assets if they are playing them, just, you know, making sure that, you know, if they do double that and they've got Southampton in the double, I'd definitely be sort of getting a player in. But outside that, um, nothing else really to talk about. What about you, Demo? Yeah, I think you've sort of covered it all. Like, for both Brighton's and Southampton, for me, it's a pass. Southampton also blank in 37 as well, so that's another reason to sort of avoid um, their players uh, altogether at this point, I think. 
Uh, how about yourself, Brady? Well, it's funny that you say that, Damo, because Southampton don't blank in 37 anymore as they play Liverpool. Ah, but, ah, yeah, okay. because that, that one's been added as of today um, in regards to yep. the fixture that obviously needed to be rescheduled. Um, but, you know, it's not a bad thing as such because, you know, depending on what's going on with the Premier League title and so on, you know, it'd be a mm. case of that that Liverpool will play Southampton and um, and you'll want Liverpool assets, which you you know you already have. So so that's a good thing. But you know, to avoid sort of Southampton players, I think most people, other than that guy Armando Broja, who's still in my team um, <laughs> way back then, who's who's done absolutely nothing. Um, you know, really did look good at the beginning of the season, especially from from a uh, cheap points um, of view as a forward. Um, to have in your team but um, you know Brighton players um, you know they play Wolves this weekend uh, I could see Brighton doing really well um, it's just a shame that the, the the players are starting to click into gear near the end of the season and you know score score goals because they play great football um, but no um, no Brighton assets really just because there's other important, more important fixtures and teams that play um, you know they play United and they do play Leeds Um and then your boys demo at the end of the season, um, but it's just so mm. difficult to get to get any of their players in from either side, from Brighton or from Southampton. But from a um, you know point of view of, of a neutral watching that game, fantastic game. Brighton were great, um, and uh, yeah, Southampton JWP turning up with the free kicks as he as he sometimes does. But that's all I've really got to kind of say on that one. Really on that game. Yeah, no, I think we pretty much covered there. It- they, you know, it's it's hard not to get a Brighton asset in because the likes of Kuka Razzler, Trossard, <laughs> like even um even the the mighty Welbeck, um if they had, I guess it was earlier in the season had some decent fixtures, you might look at them. But I just yeah, I just think there's better options. Mm-hmm. Um, might touch on uh, Burnley winning one nil to Wolves. Um, I was actually quite shocked with this result. I just thought maybe Wolves might have been sort of trying to win this, but. You know, Burnley have a lot to play for and, you know, making uh, Everton fall to relegation, I think, is uh, enough uh, motivation for them and to sort of stay up as well. So I sort of thought uh, the workhorse, this is probably his best game in the last probably month. So he had he got the assist, had five shots and three key passes. So, you know, he looked like he did when he first come onto the scene. So there are a lot of people actually looking at the workhorse. I probably... I'll probably give him a miss just because I'm sort of focusing on having Ivan Tony for that the last three weeks, but he looked a lot better. So you'd think with Burnley, they've got a lot to play for. So he, you know, could be a very key part into them staying up. So they're going to have to score goals because I don't think they're going to be able to sort of uh, win one nil every week. I think they're going to have to start scoring a few goals. So I think he could be on the end of a few goals, but um. Outside that, not really looking at anyone else. Um, might just touch on quickly. Brown Hill, mate, uh, got the double return last week. So um, looking forward to my whining and dining demo, mate. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll try find mm-hmm. somewhere for nice steak, uh, nice drinks. And, um, yeah, no, it'll be good, mate. Yeah, I'll uh, take it. Is there meet, anything meet, you'd like to say, mate? I'll, say, I'll take it and meet him wine co, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> good, when, you, when, when you come down, when you come down. Um, look. Burnley, yeah, I've, I've got to give it to to Ollie now, and I now I know why he hates them just so much, so so much. <laughs> um, they're just the biggest burn team ever. Like uh, you bring in their players and they blank. Uh, you, 
Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, they've got players that, you know, aren't fit to, to play in the Premier League, just, you know, scoring braces like Brownhill and, uh, and, uh, you know, whatnot. So, no, nah, it's just, it's just terrible. It's just so terrible. <laughs> I think their only, their only good player is, uh, is Pope. You know, so I was uh, happy over the week. <laughs> happy, I didn't even know if I could talk FBI anymore. Um, <laughs> happy uh, that I uh, got the you know double return from from him. Um, but yeah, like that. So to to, to Ollie, like I I get it now. Like just Burnley, just biggest biggest trap, biggest uh, burn team ever. So they can go uh, um, well. Don't want to turn this uh, this pod into like a you know R rated pod, so I'm not going to swear on it. But uh, you know what I'm thinking anyway. Uh- <laughs> nah, I think um, Burnley going to hold a nice little place in my heart, especially when I'm tucking into a nice steak <laughs> at the meat and wine co mate. So um, yeah, I'm going to hold I'm going to hold you to now. that and buy and buy you a Burnley kit, and you can wear it to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody earth, mate, and I'll bring me West Ham kit to wipe me off and get a mate. Um, yeah, so, yeah, no, I, I can't see myself bringing Burnley players in into my team ever from now on. Um, in terms of Wolves, I, I think it's just a pass for some hard fixtures. So, um, yeah, no, yeah where, where I'm at in terms of that. Uh, what about you, Reedy? Uh, yeah, I just want to add anything, Reedy. <laughs> uh, oh, boys, what can I what can I add to that one? Absolutely uh, comical. Um, you know, everyone's just basically slating Burnley at the moment. Come on, gotta give him <laughs> some credit. You know, Sean Dyke after ten years has just been um, you know, giving the boot and you know, you've got two managers taking charge or player manager I should say, Ben Me. Um and, and and yeah, they're absolutely pulling pulling it out of the bag. <laughs> I know it's not the the best football to watch. Uh, it's not the most entertaining. And Josh Brownhill, local local um, northwest lad, uh, doesn't live or was um, uh, grew up not not too far from me. So um, I know that Quentin's got a got a little bit of love for him. Um, but yeah, for me, Nick Pope, I had him. Nice to see him get the ten points in the clean sheet. Wolves aren't on the beach. It's just a case of that they put all their their graft and their hard work work in. Sorry, at the beginning of the season, so you know they pulled off some great results, beating Spurs like two nil and nil nils against Chelsea and so on. So you know they 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 were fine a long time ago, really. So you're not really going to look at bringing any any Wolves players in, that's for sure. And um, you know I think I'll stick with having Pope. I'm not going to bring in the workhorse, um, unfortunately. Uh, you've got Roberts at the back for Burnley, who loves uh, loves a bit of a left foot curler, uh, as he displayed uh, the other week. But yeah, not not really much to say on that. I'm just, you know, listen, boys, don't forget, I am a Liverpool fan, unfortunately, as as you don't like to hear, Quentin. And I know the demo is <laughs> probably on more more on my side on that front. But you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's huge this season to see that Burnley are, are now winning. From a relegation point of view, and um, you've got Everton now there in that in that relegation zone. It's um, it, it really is makes it more entertaining enter the season, um, especially with having it close at the top. It's always great to see these relegation fights and see these teams, you know, wanting to to win these games so much. So I'm uh, I'm in the Burnley corner, although uh, I'd rather see someone else go down instead of Everton because. I wouldn't mind keeping the um, the Mez side derby um, in the Premier League for just that bit longer, to be honest. 
No, that, that's a that's a good point. I sort of uh, I really listened to our pod uh, a few weeks back. We made a couple of predictions, and I said to Damo, I have a feeling that Everton could go down. And you know, we talked about it a bit, and I just said, like, I just think that Burnley might sneak a few wins, and I think Everton are just you know going to drop a few points. So, you know, my prediction could be correct, and you know, sad day for Everton fans, but um, yeah, yeah, it could could well be um, could well be Quentin, I think as well, um. It's not going to be straightforward for Everton. They've got Chelsea. Um, you know they've got a double thirty-six against the likes of Leicester away, Watford away, which you could maybe see that's the game they'd win. Um, you know against Watford, but uh, they've got a Brentford side after that, and it, it, you know we all know the fixtures. It's just going to be so so tough for them. Um, but you know the likes of Leeds are in trouble as well and in the mix there now. Um, so. Everton might not be the ones, but they're the only ones who can save themselves. As for Burnley, they just need to keep what they keep doing what they're doing at the moment. Um, but yeah, from FPL's point of view, as as we said, no Burnley or Wolves players in, unfortunately, uh, for any of us boys. A, is there? On a stats point of view, Everton are one of the one of six English clubs who have never been relegated from the Premier League um, since its inception. Obviously, the Premier League. Uh, I'm talking about uh, in '92. So. Um, I think uh, I think Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United, Tottenham, and Chelsea. The other one, so obviously the big sort of the big five. But um, Everton were part of that uh, group that have never been relocated. So it'll be yeah. uh, a little bit of history if they if they go down. It's exactly um, that, and they had they had that um, talk I think recently on um, sorry Quentin on um, you know Sky Sports recently. Who's the biggest club to have gone down? And it was kind of like the debate was you know would it be Everton? And Jamie Carragher was, you know, was saying that yes, he, he thinks it would be. Um, but then yeah, Gray as soon as who said about mentioned about Newcastle, who he thinks are just as big of a club. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it all depends on your perspective on who you think's kind of kind of the bigger team. But I think from a fan base point of view, both as big as each other, in my opinion. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think Newcastle was a pretty uh, sad day then when they did go down. So I just have a feeling it could be similar with Everton. Maybe Everton could be a lot worse though because I think mm. their wage bill is actually quite high. I think I saw yeah. something they be, spent more money kin- than Liverpool. Well, I was sorry, guys. I was, I was just going to say, would it be akin of? Um, do you re- do you guys remember when Juventus went down to Serie B because of the sort of I think it was money scandal or whatever it was. Would it be the match, akin match to, fixing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah fixing, I think match fixing, and and they went down. There's a few other teams that sort of um, cop points. I know it's a different scenario, but like take the match fixing element out of it. The fact that Juventus sort of played in Serie B for a season before coming back up. Um, would it be akin to that? Like uh, are evident in that sort because for me. I know, you know, they haven't sort of done too well lately, but Everton are a big side. Everton are, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're a big team. They're, um, I think it'd be huge if they go down. Yeah, it, it would be massive. It would be huge, especially for the Premier League. But, you know, the way the way a club's run and, you know, the way that the market is these days in terms of how you handle your transfer business and, you know, how much you pay for players and, and not only that, their wages as well. Is, is is detrimental really on um, how your club operates, and unfortunately, it's the way that Everton, you know, as we all know, that the, the figures are there, or that you know, it's there in black and white, and they just haven't done it properly. And the difference between that is, come on. they were in the red, weren't they? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they for... had to sell that. Like, regardless, if if they don't go down this season, they're going to have to sell players. Yeah, see, so I'll get up yeah, a absolutely. screenshot here for you. Um, what does it say? Money spent since 2016. Everton, $639 million. Liverpool, $569 million. Mm. Yeah, I was just going to say, on top of that, they're looking at getting a new stadium in, um, you know, a top top of the range stadium, you know, you know, not as maybe as good as Spurs, who knows it could be. Um, so you've got that to contend with as well from a money, from a financial point of view. Um, it, it is massive. It would be huge for the Premier League, no doubt about it. Like I say, I hope it doesn't happen just because I'd like to see them as uh, Derby stay in the Premier League, you know, for the next few years at least. Um, but... We haven't, we wouldn't have had something as big as that since um, Newcastle went down. Which, off the top of your heads, do you remember when that was? Uh, was it oh four, oh five, around there? What was that? Uh, it was two thousand and eight, um, nine season. That basically, um, oh no, no, maybe they scraped. Actually, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was. Um, Top 10, 5th, who did they get relegated with? I'm going to have to find out now. Uh, 2009, did you say, Quentin? Yeah, it was 2009. That's the one. 2009 and then again in 2016, but they won, won promotion at the first time of asking each time, each occasion, which is, you know, it, that in itself to, to, to come back up both times after the first season is huge, really. And I don't know if Everton would have the structure and the quality of players to do that. So it really, really is huge because if they go down, they might not come back up straight away. Um, mm. But yeah, I know we've digressed a little bit there, obviously, from talking about um, Burnley Wolves. <laughs> but there's another game I think we've, we've not covered. Yeah. I don't know if you've uh, on that. Liverpool and Everton. So I might just quickly touch on it, then I'll get you to talk about Ready just because it is your beloved Liverpool, mate. But um, <laughs> I sort of thought Liverpool probably weren't at their best, but I thought they did, you know, enough to sort of win this game against Everton. I sort of thought Everton weren't too bad this game. I thought Gordon caused a lot of problems for them, but um, there's been a lot of conversation about Gordon um, diving and simulation, which I thought in that first half, I thought that when he got booked for simulation, I thought that was fair, but I sort of thought at that second half there, Liverpool might have been a little bit lucky with that foul in the box because, you know, he, he was pushed in the back and, 80% 80% of the time that, that's been given a, a penalty this year. But as um, people alluded to, when you're at another team's home ground, that you know, very rarely are you going to get those sort of 50-50 calls. But I sort of thought Trent uh, was probably unlucky not to grab an assist um, or two in this game. I sort of thought he was a lot more involved in attack than what Robbo was. And, you know, I had a look at 127 touches, four key passes, and obviously was on eight corners as well. So I think it's been one of those things where Trent hasn't been getting as many returns as Robbo lately, but I just feel like he's on the on the verge of sort of pulling out one of those 15-point games soon. So if you do have him, I wouldn't be stressing too much, and I think he might even be one to target if you're looking at obviously like a him or a Cancelo or someone like that. But I thought Salah... Come close a few times, um, but just couldn't take his chances. And I thought Diaz, when he came on, was absolute class. But, um, yeah, and I might touch on just the Richarlison uh, incident. I was actually surprised that it wasn't a red card because he did have his studs against uh, old mate's knee and then kicked out at him. So, 
you know, I was a bit surprised that he sort of stayed on the park after that. But uh, that's it I'm going to talk about, mate. Uh, what about you, Reedy? I might get you to touch on it, mate. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you've got a good point in regards to Liverpool not maybe being at the best at the beginning. Um, it was always going to be a case of that Liverpool were expected to win the game, you know, with how poor Everton have been and how, you know, sort of Liverpool have just got better and better. Um, but it was a tricky game. And, and, and don't get me wrong, Lampard made it difficult for us. Um, you know, the tactics he used was time-wasting and things like that. And I'm not saying that you can't do that in the game because quite you know, quite um, rightly you can. But it's just the way that you approach a game and Everton were always going to counter-attack in that game. And they were never going to sort of come at us and whatnot. And uh, Anthony Gordon, I thought he was fantastic. I'm not going to lie. I think he was he was great and he was their sort of outlet, really, of, of, of anything good. Um, they had a chance with Decore, I know, when he was uh, slid through from um, from Richarlison. So that was a chance that they had. And then I think uh, Damari Gray on the edge of the box, he had a, a shot that really was actually a fantastic shot. It just wasn't the right side of the goal. Um, but, you know, yeah. Alisson was worried. Off, you know, he moved to his um, to his right and obviously he was a little bit worried for a moment. But I just think, I think as the second half went on, 60 minutes, games in the past, Liverpool, they've kind of maybe started struggling and finding a way to break down teams and to score and so on. Um, but I think it was just a case of the quality in the end was, was enough for us. Uh, we did step it up a little bit second half. Um, Salah, yeah, maybe not as involved as much, but um, you know, certainly Luis Diaz was fantastic, and Origi was probably a surprise that most people didn't expect him to be brought on, and he, he got that second goal. So it was a, it was a good game, frustrating first half to watch from a Liverpool point of view, from a, you know me supporting them and watching it. Um, yeah. But it, I just felt like Everton were they've got to come to Anfield. Let's be honest, and most most even big teams. Um, um, don't get much, you know, from us. I think, interestingly, the comments from Frank Lampard saying that you don't get much of the big grounds and so on. Um, I don't know. I, I do feel like they were clutching the straw, straws a little bit. Um, I did watch the Anthony Gordon replay of the, you know, we could have had a penalty and so on, and maybe on another day it could have been. But I just think if you look at it slowed right down, you know. He's done it, I think, a couple of times this season, Gordon. He's, he's got this reputation of going down a bit too easy, which is never going to help because referees are always going to be aware of that if they referee games with him. And I think he yeah. steps on, as he comes across Matip, he's trying to put his body across, but he steps on Matip's foot. And obviously, momentum as a player, um, you know, from playing myself, I know that sometimes you literally just can't stop. Um, you know, you've got to keep going because of the, the, the way that Matip's running, um, you know, and, and, and with Gordon coming across and him standing on his foot, he's always then going to go down. So I can see why people would argue it and maybe Everton fans would say, oh, it was definitely a penalty and Lampard saying, oh, you get those decisions. Uh, you don't get these decisions, sorry, at, at the big grounds. But um, I don't know. I think I don't think it's just the, the clearest penalty decision in the world. You know, if Matic puts both his hands out or if he takes a swipe at Gordon, you know, I could see then it's a penalty. But um, but yeah, not enough for me. Not enough. But yeah, I'm happy we won. Just to kind of end it off, end it off. But a happy we won. We got the, we got the win. We're still in the tighter race, albeit it was there's a point difference. Um, and it's a case of going to Newcastle, who I'm in no no sort of under no illusion that they're going to give us a tougher game than Everton. So yeah, no, I've got a bit of PTSD from uh, captaining Seller against Newcastle. He was my triple captain last time they played, and I think he got an assist, and that oh. was it. So oh. yeah. I'm... Oh. 
<laughs> I'm tempted to go Salah again, uh, but I'm just yeah, a bit of PTSD and thinking that, you know, there's a chance he could do the same thing and then everyone else who captains someone else could, um, you know, mm. smash me this week. But, um, yeah. you know, I like the summary, mate. And if the penalty, it's just one of those things that's, it wasn't a clear cut, like, you know, you're ready to sell your soul to say that it was a penalty, but yeah, it's just mm. one of those things. Um, yeah. What about you, Damos? What did you take from the game? Yeah, so pretty much between you two boys, you've covered the game pretty well. I will just add that um, it's re- at the moment it's really hard to pick anyone from Everton, but if I'm going to pick anyone, um, they do double-double uh, and then they've got uh, hard fictions on the bookend. So, you know, potentially Richarlison if I'm going to throw throw a dart, but... Um, yeah, it's a, it's tough with Everton at the moment. Life's tough <laughs> if you're an Everton supporter. Um, yeah, so that's pretty. And you guys have covered Liverpool pretty well, so I'm not going to touch on that again. Too easy. We might get on to Crystal Palace leads. A um, couple of points I, I jotted down watching the game. I sort of thought Matteo um, was probably unlucky not to get a goal. He did miss an absolute sitter, but uh, the ball was coming quite quick when it came for everyone, and he sort of just sort of stabbed at it at the last minute and sort of went wide. But I thought Gallagher played a bit more advanced this game, but I'm just not sure whether I'd consider him till I see a bit of consistency because he does float in and out of games and you might not see him touch the ball for quite quite a while. And then it's when you have so many options in that midfield, you kind of want, you know, the best chance possible to get a return. So I think if he does continue to play a bit more advanced, he, he's definitely worth looking at. I thought Zaha, you know, probably the most impressive asset out of everyone. So they had the seven shots to three key passes and got on the ball 70 times. So I thought he just looks like he's just going to score from nothing. And that's a bit of upside if you're wanting to sort of look for the differential picks. I think Zaha is a great shout. You know, they're decent fixtures and just, I guess he has a higher floor because I, you know, if they get a penalty, he's on penalties. Um, he, you know, he's the focal point of the attack. So I think he's got the best upside, but so outside them that I've just mentioned, I probably wouldn't be looking at anyone else and Leeds United. I just think they're on the beach. Um, Depending on how obviously the the teams below them go, if they you know get safe, I just could see them sort of just not really caring too much about the rest of the season. Um, what about you, Demo? What do you take out of this game, mate? Yeah, so um, for mine, uh, I'm going to say with Leeds, it's a pass given the hard fixtures. Uh, with um, with Palace, I quite like uh, a few players in their team, like. Uh, Guita uh, and Gehi, oh, I can never say his name right, but he's the defender that, um, was it Ollie that uh, picked him up and just went on an absolute mad run? Um, yeah, other than that, other than, yeah, other than that, um, obviously keeping my eye on Gallagher and Zaha, but um, I can't see myself bringing them in at this stage. What about you, Reedy? Is there anyone that you like from this match at all, mate? Um, I, I like the look of Mateta, but, you know, he couldn't finish his dinner, um, you know, in this in this game against Leeds. Obviously, um, I think Palace at times looked like a fantastic team, and um, I did have Conor Gallagher earlier on in the season, um, and I took him out. I think he he got me a haul um, in one game. It might have been the Everton game. He scored a great goal, um, but at the moment, you know, other than the likes of Zaha, as you said, um, who seems to be the you know the best attacking player. Um, 
you know, there's no one I'm going to bring in for, from them. And then same with Leeds, really. There's there's no one to kind of bring in. I brought in Rafinha. Um, I think was it that week when I mentioned I, I used my wild card too. I think it was. So um, I hadn't gone near him all season. And I remember he had a difficult time trying to get a double-digit double, double digit haul. Um, and I decided, you know what, this is this is the week I'm going to bring him in. And um, I think he was facing uh, Leicester away, it might have been. Um, and yeah, Leicester won 1-0. Uh, he got me a nice three-pointer. So I was like, thank you very much, Rafinha, for nothing. Um, I actually, I, I think I took him out. Or did I? Or maybe I kept him uh, for the week after. He got like five points. And then game week 30, um, I don't think he played. So I didn't have the, the, the best time. They, they played Wolves as well, I think it was. And he, he, he missed the trip to Wolves. And uh, Leeds won 3-2. Um, so he didn't play in that either. Um, so for me, no Leeds players, I'm, I'm afraid. Um, I don't think they're quite on the beach yet. But as as Damo says, there, if they, if they nick a win, uh, manage to get... Um, Another three points, you could quite easily say see them, um, you know, um, putting their feet up for the rest of the season. No, hundred percent. Well, that um, brings us into our next segment, which is the shit the bed segment. So, this week, um, I know Maddie Day is going to have a bit of a <clears throat> disgruntled opinion about this, but I'm going to say Spurs. I just think that their attack, just you know, again for the second game, is just hasn't been great. So, I think that you know. It is a tricky fixture against Brentford, but I just think the strike power of Sun and uh, Kane, they should be at least scoring a goal or a couple of goals in a, in a match like this, especially with what's on the line at the moment. So those are my candidates for this week. Uh, what about you, Demo? Yeah, so I wasn't going to steal your thunder with Spurs, so I'm going to go with that, <laughs> evident potentially going down, down to the championship. So as a um, ship bet. No, that's a decent call. What about you, Ready? Oh, for this week. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. You've, you've caught me. I mean, I think Spurs is, a, is, is, is not a bad shout. I don't know if it's going to be as that, you know, that straightforward, maybe for Leicester, though, if they're rotating and resting players and things like that after the, um, you know, the European game this week. Um Everton, I've got Chelsea. So as Dero said, there, you know, it's, it could be a case they get beat. They're in real, real trouble. Um, but I'm gonna say, I'm probably gonna say, um, I'm gonna say United against Brentford. You're gonna hate me now, Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna hate me, mate. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think. Um, United, I'd expect them to win that with it being a home and with them playing quite well against against uh, Arsenal. Um, but I just see Brentford maybe get a shock win on that one. Um, but, you know, it could it could, it could could well be that Ronaldo bags another hat-trick. Um, you're definitely hoping that's the case, uh, Quentin. But, mate. Yeah, but that one for me is the only other one that I'd probably say um, is, is the game. I do expect Spurs to win and I'd probably do expect Chelsea to win. But this is uh, Premier League football and, uh, you know, as we've seen this season, there's there's been many shocks. No, hundred percent. And you know, United are a decent shout because we seem to lose to Wolves and and a few other clubs. So I was I was going to say, Reedy, if in doubt or with a shit the bed segment, just pick either Man United or a Man United player. So often Maguire, and you're right. So even if you haven't watched the games, it's generally it's uh, Man United or Matt Maguire that have shit the bed in some regard. 
<laughs> mate, you, you're gonna keep, keep this up, mate. Maguire's gonna fly over and take a shit. In the floor, mate. There's gonna be too much uh, shit, the, shit. The badger. I think, uh... <laughs> well, we might um get on to our differentials for this week. So I've sort of picked Zaha. Um, I've actually got an. I've had a few thoughts uh, about getting him in, so I can get out Martinelli and get Zaha in this week. So. You know, I think at 6.8 and 5.4% own, I think he's a great um, shout. And obviously, <clears throat> you've got a few plays that are around, you know, that 6.5 to 6.8 price range. But I think he has a bit of upside. Uh, he had the seven shots, the three key passes. So I think he's going to be very central to anything that uh, Crystal Palace do over the next few weeks. Um, what about you, Demo? Yeah, so I think for me... Uh, it's uh, Werner Alonso. Uh, I'm not sure if 10% owned is differential enough uh, for this pod, but uh, I feel like they can uh, – now we're moving past the Man United game here, but I think they can compound evidence misery just a little bit uh, further. Like uh, if I think that uh, uh, Chelsea can put three past – Man United, which I, I think that'll be the scoreline three 0 Just uh, FYI, uh, <laughs> Quentin, uh, I uh, think they can compound evidence misery just that a little bit further as well. So that's uh, my take for the differentials. Uh, how about yourself, Reedy? Uh, differentials for me, um, I'd be looking at um, you know someone like uh, Coutinho because I don't don't know if many people will, will probably have him yet in the team unless they've kept hold of him from a few game weeks ago um, so I'll probably go for, for Phil Coutinho with them having Norwich and stuff at home um, another one for me I've got this guy on my team currently is, is Luis Diaz he's definitely a differential that's for sure because most people have got the likes of Trent Robertson um, Salah maybe even Mane ahead of Diaz he's 3% owned at the moment um, so I like the look of that. Um, hopefully, if he gets the start against Newcastle, um, he can he can definitely contribute, especially after the magic he showed against Everton. Um, but other than that, I think if I was going to pick anyone, I'd agree with 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 Quentin on the Zaha pick. I think it's a fantastic pick uh, against Southampton, who haven't looked the best uh, recently. Um, I just wanted to throw it in in there. Um, Quentin, what what's your thoughts on um, Zaha maybe going back to Man United? Would you take him? Would you have him there on that left side? Because it seems like you know you guys have um, have not got it going on the left uh, these days, especially with the likes of Rashford not being in form and so on. So you know, just throw that in there quickly. Would you, would you have him back or was it done? No, hundred percent. I um I was over the moon when we signed him the first time, and I was actually quite uh, bitter when we just sort of. Gave him like four games and then kind of just benched him and then so sort of didn't really play him. So, <clears throat> oh yeah, I'd I'd have him back in a heartbeat for sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one because I think that you know he's someone that you could probably get uh, for a reasonable price. Um, he's obviously he can take his penalties and so on, and you know he's he's someone who definitely when he's switched on in a game he can be he can look so so good. Um, and I think that. I think for for me anyway, for him to excel a bit better, there was he was linked to few. I think it was to Everton a couple of seasons, a couple of transfers ago, um, windows ago, and um, yeah, he didn't make the move. But I think he needs to make that step up from Palace because although Vieira has got him going uh, quite well, I don't think they're ever going to reach the heights of European football and so on. So uh, yeah, it's interesting you say that, mate. Thanks. No, hundred percent. Yeah, I think the time he signed, they came over for a pre-season tour and. 
Um, he was probably one of the most plays I was excited about seeing. So, <clears throat> yeah, 100% rate him. I think he'd actually be a decent addition, especially I feel like he's matured a lot probably in the last two years as well in his game. So mm-hmm. I think that he'd come back as a better player for us. But, you know, who knows? I'll probably sign another player for $80 million and bench him and never play him. So. We'll see how we go. Um, Before we get into the mailbag questions, might just do um, every sort of week we have a guest on, mate, we do sort of like a bit of a guest quiz. So Mm -hmm. um, if you don't have a look at your computer, I'm just going to say two FPL players, you've got to pick who you think has the most amount of points and um, see how many you can get out of five. You ready to go, Reedy? Yeah, go on. Go for it. Uh, I'll try not to stitch you up too much. You know, Damo had a, a few problems with this uh, game a few, <laughs> a few weeks back. Um, <clears throat> so the first one we got is Robertson or Saka? Oh, tricky uh, one. You got me there, but I'd have to go for Robertson. That is correct. I was actually yeah. kind of thinking you're probably going to just stay loyal to your Liverpool player there. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it was 169 points to 164. So, you know, five points different. So it was pretty close. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you got your next one is Harry Kane or Allison? Uh, oh, oh, I'm going to go for. <laughs> I'm going to have to go for Allison. I probably should have said oh, that. Oh, mate, nailed it. Correct. It's 157 points to 154 points. Wow, wow. That's Mate. that's crazy. I mean, it nearly was Kane. I nearly went for Kane just because of thought, <laughs> you know, based on his goals and assists and so on. But I know that Allison's kept a lot of sort of clean sheets and got a few bonuses. So, yeah, it's a close one, though. Close. Mate, you're a wizard. Okay, third one up. <laughs> we got Watkins or Havertz. Whoa, that's a stinker. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out and go Watkins. That is correct. 100 points to 97. Wow. Yeah, he's, I mean, the one for that one is probably more minutes. He's played more minutes than um, than Habits, and that's probably all he edged it for me, that's all. I, I know you're going to love this next one, mate. Brownhill or Kulachewski? Oh, what a corker. Um, it's got to be Kulachewski on this one. I mean, oh, I don't know. I'm probably wrong now. Uh, you are incorrect. It's Brownhill, 75 <laughs> points to 70. Oh, <laughs> your favourite player, mate, Josh Brownhill. Mate, you haven't, was. <laughs> you haven't oh, learned the mistakes. Yeah. Damo says, don't bet against Brownhill, mate. Given the Kolosevsky, <laughs> given the Kolosevsky is only signed in January uh, mm-hmm. and Brownhill like, pretty much plays 90 minutes for two points every game except for his two hauls. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, mate. It's all it's all about the numbers, mate. And uh, Brownhill, mate, he's a little engine that could. So just never, never doubt him. <laughs> our, our last one is Jesus or Embermo. Oh, Jesus or Embermo? Jesus, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brian Embermo had that guy in my team at the beginning of the season. Just kept. Kept hitting the post, didn't he? And then he uh, he came good lately. Um, but he's used minutes wise. I'm gonna go with Embermo. That is correct. 110 oh. to 107, mate. So you finish it four out of five. So you've absolutely smashed it out of the park, mate. 
Cheers, mate. Cheers. Appreciate that. Yeah. Nearly got me on the last one though as well because um, you know I know I know Jesus had that massive haul recently, um, but it's just a case of more minutes again um, and Buemo um, getting more minutes, so chipping away with his little two three pointers. <laughs> nah, well you definitely done better than Damo, mate. So good work. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Sorry, Damo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we might get into our mailbag questions. So the first question we got is, should Chelsea's double game week fixtures, uh, West Ham and Man United be called the amateurs of Oz round? Um, this is sent in from Sidenet as well, Pete. So, yeah, definitely, I think, <laughs> mate, I think they should uh, rename the the fixtures that, mate. What about you, Damon? What do you reckon? Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. I'm looking at the, uh, the side... Oh. Funnily enough, the, the, the side net question that's next to that one there where it says, and a Chelsea massive now oh. after beating West Ham. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely, I, I don't know, it's be like beating up a, you know, a year four. I, love, I do laugh. I, I do laugh at anyone that actually takes that seriously. Like, we're West Ham supporters, yeah. We actually take the piss out of our side. Like, <laughs> it was started by uh, a guy who creates meme videos after all our games, like, <laughs> and basically uh, has, like, a little highlights package. If, you, if you've never seen his videos before, they're amazing. Um, they're, I think it's, he's called West Ham Clips on, on Twitter or on Instagram. Absolutely yeah. amazing. But uh, literally our song that we sing at the start of every game, Bubbles, says fortune's always hiding. So we literally take the piss <laughs> in everything that we say. It's a massive piss take that people, for some reason, have taken seriously. <laughs> um, but, yes, we are massive, and, Chelsea, you'll never be massive <laughs> because you're a West London side and we're the East London side and the only, uh, the biggest, most massive London side that there is. So... <laughs> No, oh, shots fired. <laughs> Stick that blue pole up your ass. <laughs> no, I, I think um, sort of beating West Ham is pretty much just like beating up your little brother, mate. So <laughs> I don't, don't think that makes Chelsea any bigger than they are. Um, <laughs> next question is, is Perez the answer to Leicester's double-double? I think... Maybe if you want to take a punt on a second asset, but I still think Madison is probably number one, and then obviously take your pick after that. Um, what about you, Demo? Um, I don't know. I think for me, like as I said earlier, I think for me it's it's Madison or bust um, for for Leicester. Like you can take a punt on these players, but uh, even though Madison hasn't, like he blanked in the last game. He's, uh, yeah, it's 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 really hard. I don't think Perez is the answer um, for the for the double double. But um, I'd probably, if I was to back anyone else, um, I would say uh, I've gone blank now. Um, who's the other player in um, Barnes? In, uh, yeah, Barb. I'd, I'd probably say Barnes over over Perez. But um, yeah, like. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's 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 a tough one. It's a tough one, especially with. See, I'd probably go even Lookman over Perez. Like I think Lookman is. It, it just. I think it depends on Vardy. 
I think it re- yeah. I think with Lookman, if if Vardy's <laughs> and I'm gonna say something so like ridiculous, but, you know, obviously dad joke, but if Vardy is fit, Lookman will not get a look in. Like so yeah. But um but yeah, so yeah, as I said to you, for me it's it's Madison. Uh and then looking at um at their defence and potentially their keeper. Yeah, no, definitely. What about you, Reedy? Um, yeah, the Perez shout is an interesting one. Um, don't get me wrong, not many, if any, people will be looking at Perez. Um, I think um, did he did he start the last game for Leicester against Villa? Yeah, I think, he, um, I think he did. I think they must have mm-hmm. benched. I'm not sure whether Lookman might have been Lookman, um, Madison, and Perez. I think Barnes was on the bench as well. Yeah, because I think may, maybe all Brighton's legs have gone these days because he was he was normally the the guy who was playing for them. But um, yeah, I think Perez is definitely a punt. Um, he's he might be guaranteed more minutes with um, Leicester rotating. Um, but yeah, you, you'd be looking at the obvious guys, um, Madison Barnes, and then you know if you're going to bring anyone else in from a Killian cheat point of view, Schmeichel as well moving forward. So that's it for me. No, hundred percent. Our next question is, if City double in 37, which we found out is going to be 36 now, um, who are you sacrificing out of Kane, Salah and Son? Um, That's a hard one, actually, because it's almost like flavour of the week for Son and Kane. One can be good one week, and then the next week the other one will be good. I probably wouldn't get out Salah at all. Um, but I'd probably nearly maybe sacrifice Son and keep Kane up top just because it's a bit sort of easier to manoeuvre Son to KDB than it is to sort of downgrade striker and then upgrade elsewhere. What about you, Damon? Uh, see, uh, I think for me it's pretty clear cut. You get rid of Kane. Um, uh, I think just Son shown that regardless of fixtures, he can haul. Salah, Salah, Salah's going nowhere uh, in my side. So I think it is Kane that you do sacrifice um, up top and potentially downgrade to, you know, quite a cheap player, you know, whether it's a, a non-playing or even like a, a cheaper player uh, down back, like a Brozier or something like that, and then uh, use those funds to, um, uh, you know, power your midfield whether you have, you know, five midfielders or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I think for me, Kane would be the one that um, – because out of those three, I think Kane's the more likely to go missing in games compared um, compared to the other two. So uh, how about yourself, Reedy? Yeah, for me, it's it's probably Kane. I mean, I own Kane, so uh, <laughs> I'm not going to – I'm not going to take Salah out. Um, until the end of the season now I don't own Son uh, so it would be a case of moving too many things around with what I've got planned for my uh, you know my bench boost in 36 that I'll use so uh, so yeah I mean if I take out Kane do I bring in Jesus really or there's a midfield spot there and if I can't get to KDB because it's always tricky if you've got Salah and you know uh, Robertson and so on to, to have all those guys in, then you're looking at um, the likes of Mares or Foden and stuff like that. Um, definitely an interesting double that City have now got in 36. But um, I don't know, you know, 
I don't think it's going to be that straightforward against Wolves if I was to to pick any of those games that City might struggle in. Um, they only beat them 1-0, I think, earlier on in the season. Um, so for me personally, I'm going to take Kane out, but um, I've got the fires to put out, as I mentioned to you guys earlier in my defence, so I need to uh, need to get that one sorted first. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> 100%. Next question is we've got, who is the best budget midfielder asset for the run in rank Ramsey, Gordon and Drewsby Hall? So I'd probably have Gordon at the top there just because they do have the double and their fixtures aren't too bad. And pretty much what we touched on earlier, Reedy, is I think Gordon's just, you know, everything that goes through their attack, Gordon's usually somewhere involved. So I just think that he he probably has the higher upside over a Richarlison. So I'd probably have Gordon on top. And then maybe a Drewsbury Hall, then Ramsey uh, in last, because I just think that if there's going to be goals in the Villa double, it's going to be coming from a, the likes of Coutinho and um, Watkins. What about you, Demo? Yeah, I think I agree exactly <laughs> what you said there, which, uh, yeah, well, I know we hardly ever agree, but yes, I agree <laughs> with you. Mate, um, you're Gordon's, a smart Gordon's, man. Smart man. <laughs> Gordon's clear, the, the clear number one. No, 100%. Yeah. What about um, are you, ready? Full house. It's got to be a full house, really. Um, although, you know, Everton are going to struggle in the games they've got left. If anyone's going to get it in, it's going to be Gordon. That um, of those. And, you know, it might be, we might get a surprise and Ramsey might turn up um, in, in the fixtures, uh, the doubles that Villa have got left. But, yeah, Gordon, Gordon Drewsby Hall, then Ramsey's the order. Uh, 100%. I sort of even think that um, Ericsson is a decent option as a bit of a budget enabler as well. I think he's five and a half, which is probably a bit more expensive, but I think he's going to be probably nearly the best sort of asset around that price on the run home. Um, last question we've got is best captain shout for this week. And then would you free hit in 36 um, or 37? So I think the best captain shout this week, it's probably Salah, but I actually don't mind Ronaldo against um, Brentford. I think that, you know, he could cause them a few problems, but probably Salah is probably the best uh, captaincy option for me this week. Um, And then obviously free hit 36-37. I actually don't mind the free hit 36 just because I was looking at um, that's the week that Liverpool play Spurs. So if you use your free hit, you can offload, obviously, your Spurs assets and target sort of the double game week for Manchester City. And also there's some decent single game week fixtures with the likes of um, United and I think um, Brentford have a decent game against Southampton as well. So I actually think that's probably the best option. You can kind of just get rid of maybe even your Liverpool and Spurs assets and target you know other players that week. What about you, Damo? Yeah, so for me, I think the uh, I agree. Uh, I think Salah's probably the best shout. Uh, depending on how Chelsea go uh, against United, may change my mind because uh, if Werner <laughs> does score a brace, um, he's looking like a tasty option against uh, Everton. Uh, and I will say, as much as it hurts me to say this. Uh, if Saka is fully fit, and especially if we do play a second-string side, which I expect us to again against Arsenal, Saka could run rampant against us and rack up a few quite a quite a few points. So, uh, for me, 
it's at the moment Salah one, Saka two, and then depending on what happens with uh, with Werner versus United, because just a confidence thing with him, I think. So um, he would be uh, another sort of sneaky uh, differential captain for mine. Uh, in terms of uh, free hitting, uh, for me, I've sort of built my team to have most of the doubles in 36. So for mine, it would be free hitting in 37 and taking advantage of maybe some players that um, double in 37 that people aren't going to necessarily have because everyone's sort of targeting 36. Like, in all honesty, game week 30, I think most FPL players are sort of looking at game week 35 and going, meh. Um, really looking at game week 36 and then obviously uh, game week 37 from there. Yeah, no, 100%. What about you, Randy? Um, Captain one's an interesting one for me this week. And, um, or when I say for me, I mean, I mean in general. Um, you know, best captain shout this week would be a City player for me. Um, you know, I'd go, I'd go for a KDB, or you know, you could take a punt on on these players. You know, Salah's going to start. You know, Kane's going to start, obviously. Uh, so it's difficult to know. Um, you know, if you've got KDB, is he going to definitely play, or is he going to get rested because they've got Madrid? But you know, they're playing Leeds. City are scoring bags full of goal, bags full of goals at the moment. Um, and if KDB started. It, I think he's more than capable of tearing leads apart and scoring and assisting. So I'd love to, I'd love to say that's a definite captain because that's what I would pick if I had him in my team. Um, yeah. But I haven't. So outside of that, you know, I've got the likes of Salah and Kane. I'm probably leaning more towards Kane just because they're they're playing Leicester and um, Leicester are more rotational at the moment with Europe and Liverpool do play an informed Newcastle side who are at home. I'm not saying that yep. we're not going to beat him because I really hope we are. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me the way that we're playing at the moment that um, we get contributions all, from all over the pitch. Cause, so you could see, you know, Jota, Diaz, Mane, you know, even, you know, the likes of Robertson, Trent and so on, um, getting goals instead of Salah. Um, the only guarantee that you have got with Salah is that he takes penalties. So, you know, if we do get a penalty, of course, he's, he's going to step up for that one. So, uh, so yeah, but I, I think prime candidates um, are definitely KDB if you've got him. Uh, outside of that, you're looking at the um, at, at the Spurs lads, Kane and Son or Salah. No, 100%. I like it. Um, do you like the free hit in 36 or 37? I'd probably go for 37. Um, I just think... You know, if that's all you've got left, the only chip you've kind of got left, um, I would go for 36 if you've only got a, one free hit. I just think there yeah. is more upside to 36 um, because City play Newcastle at home. Um, they do play Wolves, although I have said it's going to be tricky. But, you know, you can look at potentially Leicester players in that as well because they've got a great double, two home fixtures. Uh, Arsenal yeah. play Leeds as well. So, you know, if you haven't got the likes of Saka in, you can look at that. Even as a differential pick, you can bring in Zaha for Palace against Watford. Um, you know, there's there's a lot to pick from from 36. I think um, if you ha- if you're looking at bench boost, maybe 36 instead, and you want to save your free hit, then yeah, um, you've only got that one left to play. It's, it probably is definitely 37, just because um, the, the, there's double fixtures from um, from the likes of Everton, from Leicester, um, and, and teams like that. So I think, um, and also Villa, of course, as well. So. Um, so I think one free hit left and that's all you've got left to play, you go for 37. Yeah, no, I like it, mate. Um, well, before we finish the poll, let's get on to our team plans for this week. So at the moment, I sort of 
Um, looking at doing a maybe to Argo Silver down to Emerson Royal just to free up a bit of cash and then obviously use that to sort of possibly target a Manchester City midfielder for that sort of game week 36. So at the moment, sort of just sitting on my one free transfer this week. Um, what about you, Demo? Yeah, absolutely no idea. <laughs> um, I am really not even looking at game week uh, what are we, 30, 35 next? Uh, <laughs> I'm not really looking at uh, Game Week 35, to be honest with you. I'm uh, really looking at, um, obviously, Game Week 36 coming up with the, with all the doubles. So I think it'll either be a hold or potentially getting a player that, that doubles in 30, uh, an extra player that doubles in 36 for mine. No, I like it. What about you, Randy? Um. Oof. Uh, for this week, in terms of what I need to do, uh, making any changes, I am thinking of rolling. Um, you know, Livermento's Elliot Craig, <laughs> the old that's it, the old Elliot Craig rollover and whatnot. I mean, we've got news now of, of Livermento doing his ACL, so he's out for the remainder of the season. Um, my my defense is truly in the mud, boys. Um, it really is. Um, you know, so I've got Livermento and Doherty sat there on the bench with two reds on them. And uh, Rudiger's currently 75 chance of playing. You know, he might be playing tonight. He might then miss that game and, and play against Everton instead. So I can either roll um, or I can just take it as it is. Hopefully in my midfield and my strikers carried me through this week. And uh, another clean sheet from Pope against, against Watford. Um, but I mean, I am planning to take a big hit in 36. So you're talking, you know, minus 60, maybe something like that. Uh, it's, it's huge. Like it's it, huge, mate. boys. I'm literally, yeah, why not? You know, it's the end of the season. You know, uh, me and Damo, I think, currently uh, both in the similar rank. Uh, so, yeah, what do you think, boys? Hold or just make the moves now because they're going to happen anyway? Yeah, I I think if you can find benefit for this week, I'd just do them now. I just, that's the way I weigh up. I'm like, is it going to benefit me if I do it now? Because if it is, then I'll do it. But if I'm sort of just looks like I'm sort of just doing it to do it, then I won't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it is difficult because in terms of the prices of my, uh, my defenders, you know, Doherty's 4.6. So, you know, it all, I've got, I've got, um, I've currently got uh, 0.8 in the bank. So if I take him out, that gives me 5.4. Uh, so I think yeah. he's actually dro- dropped by 0.1 because I think I had 5.5 um, yesterday or whenever it was. Uh, so it does make it tricky to find a defender to bring in a 5.4. I think, I think um, yeah, it just sort of depends what you want to do. I think Emerson rolls 4.5, I think, from memory. Yeah, he is, he is 4.5, but I don't know. I mean, I've been priced out. I've just realised, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think I've been priced out. Oh, no, I haven't. Matty Cash. Um, that could be an option Is he 5.2? He's 5.2. He is, indeed. Um, that could be the one. Cash against Norwich. Oh, what do you think of that one, boys? Is it spicy enough? Mate, or? I think that's spicy. I think that's cash money, mate. I think that... <laughs> I, I just can't see... They don't, they're not going to create a lot of chances. Like I could probably see maybe Pookie getting a goal or something, but I just could see Cash getting an assist and getting at least one or two bonus, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I've got, I've got uh, Pookie, and that's the issue. I bring in Cash, and I want Pookie to obviously get a goal. So it's uh, Cash 22, isn't it? 
Um, but you know, for, for moving forward, obviously cash it kind of makes sense in a way because he's got the double then the double. Uh, yeah. Similar to, to the Coutinho, it's obviously setting me up moving forward. But um, oh, I really don't know. I don't know. But it's an interesting one. Definitely food for thought before the deadline. No, definitely. Well, that wraps up our pod this week. Um, thanks for coming on, Damo, and also, Reedy, thank you for – I know I've been saying uh, the last probably couple of months to get you on, so it just um, worked out that you're free just as we're about to pod, so it was nice yeah. of you to come on, mate. No worries, no worries. It's great. Enjoyed it. Um, you know, the shit the bed section always cracks me up. Uh, <laughs> so it was great to be a part of that one. And, and yeah, boys, um, you know, not long left of the season now. It's been a long one. It's been another tough one, obviously, with COVID coming in and so on. Uh, so I think we all deserve a pat on the back as FPR managers to kind of uh, navigate our way through it. Some of it's been, obviously, um, bit of <laughs> a bit up and down and so on. But, um, but yeah, hopefully... Next season, and we've got the World Cup coming up. I'm sure it won't be any better, but hopefully it is. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm actually pumped um, for the season to finish, just to have a bit of a, a fresh start. And, um, yeah, then got the World Cup as well. So plenty That's of stuff to look forward to. Uh, for all that stuff, head over to FPL underscore amateur underscore Oz. For all of uh, West Ham propaganda, um, head over to FPL <laughs> West Ham. Um, and for all uh, Reedy stuff, I think yours is FPL Addicts Reedy, and is that correct? That's the one, yeah. So I mean, on Twitter, it's uh, FPL Addicts Reedy, um, and then you know we've got the uh, the podcast with the uh, FPL, FPL Addicts guys, um, you know, which is is on Spotify and so on, and on YouTube as well. So uh, yeah, now hundred percent check it out. It's it was, I was always say to um, Matt and. Uh, and I think I told Jack this. I sort of I'd never known anything about Australian FPL community. And I just randomly come across the Addicts podcast, and since that day, it's probably one of my favourite podcasts. So definitely recommend checking them out. You know, a good laugh. They love to love the banner, love to give each other a bit of stick. So it's always interesting. Um, yes, and fun. also, <clears throat> no, good mate. And uh, for all our podcasts, head over to Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. And then obviously, if you are on iTunes. Uh, leave us a five-star rating, um, even if you don't like us, just because um, it's just the nice thing to do. Um, anyway, fellas, good luck this week, and um, I'll see you demo next week, mate. Mm-hmm. Or as well. Good luck, boys. Good luck.